everybody welcome back to another episode of rabbit ears i am having a hard time containing my excitement because i have with me one of my favorite people in the entire world Aww. mr paul prezula how are you Polly? i'm good i'm especially good that since we last recorded together you now know how to pronounce my name yay I do. Well, so Dan put something in our little group chat that we have that was from Aquatine Hunger Force. And now every time I say your full name, it gets stuck in my head. They call him Paprazula, the Mike Ruler. He's old schooler. Want something? I'll give it to you. Like <laughs> I, I literally, I can't. No <laughs> idea what you're talking about, but it was cute uh, AF. I try. <laughs> Last time we were on together, I think I sang Spice Girls, so I'm not going to go that far. Ooh, this it might time. have been twice, two times ago. He sang Spice Girls. It for was the two Buffy. times ago. Yep. It was Buffy. Yep. You're right. Nice. Well, today we are here to talk about one of your, I would say, favorite shows of all time. Correct? Yep. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure it was in my top ten TV dramas of all time, and if it wasn't, it damn well should have been. We are talking about Firefly today from 2002. But before we get into that. It's like you said, it's been a while since we've talked and it's been longer since you've been on the show. So tell me what are some of the TV shows that you have gotten into since we last spoke? Ooh, well, this is this is great. I have to say that the number one, the one that I've watched the most episodes of since we did Seinfeld would definitely be another comedy. It would be Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I, know, I, I love this show. I've, uh, I've just started season five, so I've got give or take 40 episodes of goodness left ahead of me and I I think season seven is coming if it hasn't already hit. But I'll- yeah, they have actually been approved up through season eight because ah, I was checking IMDb. Nice. Very when you nice. told me that you were into this, I wanted to make sure that you were my guest for whenever it ends. And so I checked to see how far it's going to be a while. It will be a while, but that's okay. Be we'll be hopefully all here and, and doing our thing. Or if you prefer, I could just say vindication. <laughs> I have never been happier. <laughs> so definitely that. I, I saw, I think the best limited series that I, I've seen since we last spoke was probably Chernobyl, which was very, very good, very hard watch. And, and I hesitate to say that in the current climate of the world where we have this virus sort of running rampant, some lessons could have been learned by China from that show had they had the Chinese government watched it. Um, yeah. That was very, very good. I still idiotically continue to watch The Walking Dead and bash my head against the wall that is hope Ugh. that maybe it will come good again. But geez, I watched the recently watched season 10's return, sort of halfway season premiere, episode nine, complete and utter garbage. And it's now becoming fast, becoming a hate watch again. Oh, okay. I wa- <sighs> sorry, go on, please. The Walking Dead. I'm trying to remember when the last, how long has it sucked for? Mm, I, I would say Good four years now. 
You are a masochist. Uh, maybe. There is no denying that is an, uh, an accusation I'll have to defend against should someone take me to court <laughs> over it. Uh, the other thing which I think is well worth a watch, which a Netflix show, and I know that uh, your Bubby has reviewed this show, The Haunting of Hill House is arguably the oh. best horror TV show that has been around in as long as I can remember. So, if you've not checked out The Horror of Hill House, uh, then you absolutely should. And one more I'm going to give a big shout out to because today it dropped the second season. I think it's today. I'm pretty sure it's today. Um, this is from South Korea. It's called Kingdom. And it is basically a, I've never heard of that. a period zombie horror drama. It's fantastic. The first season was fantastic anyway. It takes a little while to build up. It's only six episodes from memory, about an hour each. And geez, it ends. The last two or three episodes are just fantastic. Just really enjoyable hack and slash, you know, swords versus zombies, political intrigue behind it as well. And the second season, if the trailer and the setup from the end of the first season anything to go by, is going to be awesome. I've never heard of this show. There we go. What, where do you watch it? Netflix. On Netflix? How, how would I not know this show? I don't know. It's South Korean, so maybe, you know, pre-Parasite. It, it just wasn't hitting the American radar. I'm almost positive the second season dropped hmm. today. I haven't gone to watch it, but that's what I'll be doing this weekend. Or indeed, when we all go into self-quarantine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These are scary times. A little bit. And actually, it's a... Uh, yeah. It's a little bit like... One of those dystopian future movies at the beginning before everything goes to shit. <laughs> I keep thinking of the line from the War of the Worlds uh, musical where Jeff Wayne, Jeff Wayne, Jeff wins, whatever, Jeff, whatever, War of the Worlds. Oh, I pronounce, I pronounce names terribly. Go ahead. You're anyway, fine. The point, point being, there's a Richard Burton did the original version and Liam Neeson did a more updated version. It's like, uh, basically, no one would have believed in the last days of the 20th century, the aliens were coming towards us, yet we all spent... That you know, paraphrasing here, it seems utterly incredible to me that we all spent the the day before acting as if everything was normal. <sighs> That's a little bit of how yeah. it feels like to me at the moment. Yeah, but at least we can always continue our podcasting when we're self quarantined. If there's any industry which is coronavirus proof, it is podcasting. It is now. I just have to start finding a way to make money from it because <laughs> I might be out of work for a little while. Well, yeah, that's okay. That would that part not so good being out of work. The making money would be nice, but maybe if we're all stuck inside, podcasting may increase in value enough. Like, hey, drop a dollar in, and you can listen to this episode. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I might just start recording a bunch of episodes because everybody's going to be home with nothing to do. That's right. If nothing else, downloads should be up. Yeah, and we can freaking binge watch all the TV shows that I need to watch before I record an episode because I have nothing else to do. I hear you. Perfect. I, I started a new job recently and I just have had almost zero time to watch anything. That's tragic. I would say I actually, since I did my last episode of this, I've gotten into a new reality TV show because everybody knows that I love the housewives. I was going to say, does it begin with the real housewives of something? It doesn't. Oh. It doesn't. But it's kind of in that same elk of watching a train wreck. <laughs> happen in front of you it's okay. 90 day fiance oh so 90 day fiance is uh this premise is basically whenever you bring somebody over on a k-1 visa you've got 90 days to marry them or they have to go back to their country so it's a lot of like 
awkward and weird situations where like some people have met in real life and that's how they sparked but some people like went on an international dating site and met somebody 40 years younger than than them and is younger than their kids yeah 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 sounds a lot like a a wussy version of a show that i don't quote me on this may have started here in australia it's called married at first sight i've heard of that and i think there's a version called in the states now or maybe on netflix called love is blind or something and i don't know how similar it is but okay, so I binged all of Love is Blind. I talked about it briefly on Netflix and Swill. Yes. That was I I don't even have words for what that was. That was crazy. <laughs> there was there was just some crazy shit that people were saying and doing to each other that and I'm used to watching people speak bluntly and say things that are not necessarily acceptable, but this went to another level. Uh, yeah. I've never seen people t- treat each other like that. I wish I could talk more about Married at First Sight. We could no, I don't wish we could do a whole episode <laughs> on that, but the point is I've never watched it. So I haven't either. That's the so. end of my my contribution to this discussion. That's okay. Reality TV is one of my favorite things to waste my time doing because it makes me feel better about my life and where I am. <laughs> Fair enough. Like you might be rich and, you know, have all the nice things, but you're miserable. And you're a petty bitch. And you are a source of our contempt and amusement. Absolutely. Dance, puppet, dance. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So, Firefly premiered back in 2002. As anybody who's listening to this should know, it had an unexpectedly short run. (sighs) Um, But other shows that premiered that year... I've only seen one of these. This is, I feel like this show should have done so much better with the other shows. With what was competing against, with. yeah. Yeah. So The Shield premiered that year, which oh. The Shield is awesome. Okay. I've never watched The Shield. I, I watched the first episode, dug the shit out of the way the first episode ended, and for some reason never continued. So one day that's on my radar. I want to say that it's on, it might be on Hulu yeah, here in the States. Which we don't have or here. Or maybe it was on Amazon yep. Prime. Amazon Prime, know. we got a chance at least. But of course, what you have on Amazon Prime differs from what we have on Amazon Prime and yeah. so on and so forth. So, yeah. So, that's one I would recommend whenever you find sure. yourself with free time, which is lacking. Um, all of these other shows I've never seen, but The Bachelor fits in with what we were talking about just a moment Ugh. ago. Yep. Yeah, not my thing. I know Gerald's into The Bachelor, so sorry, Gerald. Shock me. No, we know him. We, <laughs> we know how much Gerald loves The Bachelor. I don't get it, but it's okay. Uh, each to their own. Um, CSI Miami premiered that year. I've never been into the CSI yeah! shows. <laughs> was that your Horatio impression? Me. Well, it was you know, the song at the start. You know, <laughs> That's... Oh, muted. Yeah, I only know one character on there. That's the fucking David Caruso. Yeah, if I could, I would take my sunglasses off and button the scene and then walk away. But yeah. <laughs> uh, American Idol started that year. I saw like Ooh. the first season of that. Okay. But it's whatever. And then Monk came out that year, which I've never seen. No, have you seen me. Monk? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Not not my bag. People keep telling me to check it out, but I'm not a big Tony Shalhoub fan. Mm, so I'm just not. A, I'm just not a fan of procedural cop. Yeah. Slash detective shit. No, it's not my bag. For the most part. I like to say that there are certain things that I'm not into, but there's always exceptions to those rules. Yeah, exactly. So. No, it's good to be open-minded. Well, yeah, like I'm typically the three things that I'm least intrigued by are, and this is funny considering what we're reviewing today, 
But Westerns, space science fiction, <laughs> and dystopian futures are my three least favorite categories. Should I be bracing myself for a lost episode, Ashley? I'm not going to tell you that oh. yet. I'm not going to tell you. My, I'm the whole tone of the show just changed. God damn it. <laughs> I might lose my guest here in a moment. Um, ironically, with the movies that... Not really ironically, but the movies that came out that year... I have just recently seen Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, <laughs> and it was interesting being that I'm on kind of a Star Wars, I wouldn't say tear because it's not my choice, but I've been watching a lot of Star Wars. Watching Firefly in conjunction with that is kind of interesting, especially with the two that came out the same year. So that was interesting. Uh, interesting is one way of putting it. I still think you're watching. Yeah. I still think you're watching those films in the wrong order. I don't care what Nick says. I don't care what Dan has sold you. You should. I don't disagree. You should have watched think, them the way that they were released. I agree because, like, there's. I talked about it briefly um, on the episode with Dan, but I feel like in the prequels, there's all these things that were supposed to be casual nods to things that I already knew from exactly. having, wa- having watched episodes four, five, and six, and it's just it's not playing out the way that is intended. Yep. Don't turn off everyone, but Ashley hated Empire Strikes Back. I did. Dan also hated it. So they're, I'm not they're as the bad as each out. other and they're leading each other on. That's why I'm here to correct this balance. Okay, you go watch Empire Strikes Back again and you talk to me then. <laughs> Fair enough. You just said it's been like at least, what, 15 years at since least, you've seen it? At least. So yeah, you go back and watch that. Let me know what you think. And then we can have a real talk. If you still love it, then you can make fun of me. You can sit make in fun your tower. You. Got a Jack Black vibe. <laughs> um, other movies that came out that year. Leonardo DiCaprio had a big year with Gangs of New York and Catch Me If You Can. Ooh, okay. And I know, that's a, those are two very good movies. Hmm. Um, and then for my horror fanatic, Paul, I've got The Ring and 28 Days Later. One of those films. Actually, they're both very good films. I think The Ring is an excellent remake and 28 Days Later is an outstanding horror film. I So when The Ring came out, I was in college and everybody had gone to see it and built it up to this level that was impossible for it to meet when I watched it. So I wasn't as blown away with it as I could have been if I'd gone into it with a blank slate. Yeah. Expectations are a killer. We talk about it all the time on, on my show. If you're thinking this is going to be great and you go in there and it's anything less than great, it comes across as way worse than it otherwise would have been. And likewise, if you think it's going to be shit and it's okay, it feels way better than it is. That's how A New Hope was for me. I thought it was going to be shit and I liked it. There you go. And then I went into Empire Strikes Back with high expectations and was let down. Um. Yours and my favorite portion, I'm not singing any of these, just so you know, is the music. Let me be the judge of that. Oh, fuck. (laughs) These are all terrible songs. Oh, in that case, fair enough. But one of them, the first one is for your buddy Wayne, is uh, No Such Thing by John Mayer. Oh, yeah. Who he loves. I have no idea what that song is, but he would probably be barring up right now. Oh, I'm sure he would be. (laughs) But it was actually, that was one of the songs I was in chorus when I was in high school and it was my senior year and they were trying to decide like what song to sing at graduation and that was one of the contenders, but we didn't sing it. (laughs) What did you sing at graduation? We sang a James Taylor song because he's from North Carolina. I don't know who James Taylor is, so I'm just going to nod my head. That's totally fine. And go, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, a North Carolina songwriter. Yeah. Um, other songs that came out that year, Hot and Her by Nelly. <laughs> okay. 
It's 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 spelled with two R's in here. So it's her. Okay. I wouldn't be able to play that song. God damn you. I'm not going to do it. You can keep saying you don't know these songs. I'm not going to sing them. Uh, a Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. You Got Ooh. It Bad by Usher. Yep. Batten Zero. And Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Is there any tool? Uh, Foo see. Fighters. Uh, there's no. I was actually listening to Pandora the other day and a Muse song came on and it made me super excited to talk to you. There you go. Muse. Muse. I would have take that too. Absolutely. But none of those. All right. Okay. Let's see. Do, 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 do. There's a Jimmy Eat World song. That's At I least like I know who Jimmy Eat World are. Cool. There's Shakira. Nope. I mean, yeah, sure. You don't know Shakira? I do know who Shakira is. Just oh, here we go. We got for, for you. Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie McNogue. I, I do I know that song. Hurrah. You better know freaking Kylie Minogue. <laughs> um, and then there's a Jewel song and some Justin Timberlake. So terrible. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm gleaning is 2002 was not a great year for entertainment. Well, depends on what form of entertainment you're talking about. The 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 ones that I've mentioned, most of them, aside from some of the movies, are nothing that I would give a second glance. Fair to. enough. Um, other newsworthy items. 2002, Winona Ryder was sentenced after her shoplifting <laughs> spree. Michael Jackson dangled his son yeah. off the balcony of a Berlin hotel. And Lisa Lefty Lopez died in a car crash. Very sad. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, that was actually... I, I shouldn't have said hooray after that. Those are all <laughs> bad things. Ooh. All right, moving on to... <laughs> Very fast. Other things. Yeah, quickly, quickly. Firefly... It's now time to talk about Yay. this show. Although, Yay! Yeah, although I'm somewhat cautious because we're about to find out whether you liked it or did not. And I know Dan didn't, which is not a good sign. Dan didn't watch all of it. And exactly. He bowed out. I'm like, Dan, some he of did. the shit you watch and you bowed out of this right? show? Fucking pussy. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but it, it needed to be said. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> I'm allowed to say it. Although I do have to sleep next to him every night, so maybe I shouldn't have. He said he normally at this point he tunes out after banter, like he stops the episode if he hasn't seen the show. So I don't know if he's still listening now or not. I may or may not be in trouble. Uh in that case, Dan, shape up, sunshine. Otherwise you're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. All right, Firefly, 14 episodes, a 9 out of 10 on IMDb, was yeah. created, written, and directed by Joss Whedon, who has done many a great thing. Oh. Is that the chorus of angels? Yep. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Firefly takes place 500 years in the future with a renegade renegade crew aboard a small spacecraft trying to survive as they travel to unknown parts of the galaxy and evade warring factions as well as authority agents out to get them it stars nathan fillion gina torres alan tudyk uh this is all going to get butchered now that's okay uh morena Bakrin. yep adam baldwin jewel state sean mayer summer glow and ron glass perfect Okay, that wasn't that bad. I was part of what I was going to do because my pronunciation is terrible was look up Chinese swear words and try to say them, but that was really hard. <laughs> that wouldn't have even been funny. That would have just been painful. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so Paul, what do you love about Firefly? Ooh, where to start? And I'm just going to I'm just going to launch into this just assuming Ashley that you are 
enough of a fan after watching hopefully all 14 episodes and maybe the film because there's a whole story behind this show and we'll get into that if you want to as we progress. But this show was really badly treated by the network. So let me tell you how I came to Firefly. Imagine this, if you can, world who was listening to this podcast. 18 years ago, you didn't access the net as readily to gain what you wanted to watch or do. You kind of, there was this weird age of experimentation and kind of whole new worlds being opened up. But what still did happen was this thing called lands, where you would take your, your physical PC with you to a place where lots of other people were plugging their PCs into the same network and you would share shit and play games against those people. And we would do that in a small group of people, like my friends and I, eight, ten of us maximum at one time, sometimes just five or six of us. But there was once a year this massive LAN party, which was in this rec center north of the river. And I would say somewhere in the order of five or 600 people would do the same thing. And Different games would pop up and you'd play those games. And then other people were just there to share. <laughs> I guess it's okay to tell this now. Share files. And so here we are. I'm plugged in this network. And I spent the first half of the night just gaming and probably being killed many, many, many times over. And just, you know, having having some fun that way. And then towards the end of the night, 4 a.m., I'm just like, well, let's just see what other people have here. What's this Firefly? So have a look online and it takes at that point in time in your life probably 15 minutes to load a page oh it's from Joss Whedon the guy who's done Buffy which I was into at the time because I got into Buffy quite late so I downloaded it and I went and watched it and I instantly fell in love with this show which was so Joss Whedon-y this ragtag group of disparate characters coming together not for any honest reason but for any shared ground to start with but over time evolve into this group of friends who care about one another and have each other's back despite their differences and take on the man slash the government slash the authoritative body of the of the universe in their own way and for me that is everything that i like you said you hate westerns and you don't like sci-fi shit that for me... I don't like space sci-fi. Space sci-fi, sorry. Uh, both of those two things are my jam. So, meld them together. It was unique. It was different. I've kind of hinted at this, but the characters were all almost to a person interesting and engaging. The acting or the actors who played them were all very personable, very charismatic. Man, this show is just incredible. And then it has, on top of all of that, Joss Whedon's trademark dialogue and snappiness and some awesome bits and pieces of action. So what's not to love? Did what episode did you start with Serenity as the first episode that you watched? Absolutely not, because that's not the way this show worked. And this is part of the the mystique behind this show. Like Fox treated this show like dirt. For starters, they, yes, they, they did. They shoved it into I can't remember if it was Thursday or Friday night, but basically the, the death knell slot. And they didn't let Joss Whedon and and the producers show the first episode, as you say, Serenity. They showed the first the first episode they showed was the train job, which was the yeah. second episode as was written to be. So the first time they come together as a team and work all together, not the introductions, none of this whole backstory, uh, and not that you get all the backstory, but you get enough to know who they are 
in the first episode once you see that. Like, it's how Simon and River come onto the ship. Whereas this one is just, it just starts with them in what's basically a freak of the week type adventure. Yeah. That's, that was that was Jack. So I can totally, I actually, yeah, I can totally imagine people watching that and just going, what the fuck is this shit? I have a whole like half page of notes as to how Fox fucked this up. I um, think it's worthwhile saying, please take it, talk us I through will. it. So Joss Whedon intended this to have a seven season run. So obviously the whole story arc was supposed to be much longer than it got. Um, the low ratings at first were a thing because like, obviously they showed the train job as the first episode and like, it takes a little while for any show to get, footing and start to build an audience um but fox was concerned the show was too dark and then whedon and the cast refused to change the storyline it was canceled airing only 11 of the 14 episodes fox aired the episodes out of order um they actually aired them episodes two three and six and then it was preempted by something else during its spot the next week and then seven eight four five nine two more preemptions 10 14 and one can we can we just stop and pause there for a moment and consider that? I don't know what show you've watched recently, dear listener, but imagine they had fucked with the order of the show that badly and you were expected yeah. to follow. Now, I know we're in a different era of TV. I know that now we, we live in this serialized drama era, which I love. I much prefer a show which every episode continues to the next than a standalone episode each week. Yes. But... To do this to a show and not even show the first episode first and the last episode last, you're just wanting it to fail. And fail it did initially. Yeah. Well, they even with the promos for the show, they had it scored with Smash Mouth's Walking on the Sun. And they were trying to like promote it as like an offbeat, wacky comedy, which it's nothing like that. No, it's... Obviously. No, it's a, it's a, it's a dramatic sci-fi western with comedic moments. Yes. Really? They actually didn't even air episodes 12, 11, 12, and 13. They never aired until Sci-Fi brought the series to the UK. Yeah, like a year, not a year, uh, seven, eight months later. So, yeah, yeah, this show never had a chance. And that's that's the, the great tragedy because the fans of this show were the fans that came over from Buffy and Angel. And they kind of knew what Josh Whedon was capable of doing. And Tim Minia, who was big on Angel as well, this was their baby, these two guys. And then as well, Jane Espenson and Drew Greenberg and Ben Edler, they're all big act, big writers, sorry, actors, big writers who and producers who had worked very closely behind these other two big hit shows. They just needed a chance to breathe. And of course, the, the brown coats as they become known, the fans of the TV show based on sort of Malcolm Reynolds, uh, their, their resistance force that he used to fight in the losing side of the war, the brown coats rallied in this big way and for the next... 12, 18, 24 months, whatever it was, pushed really hard at Fox saying, you have fucked us. Bring this show back. How dare you? Joss Whedon is is God. He's a talent. <laughs> you know, probably, and to be honest, that they're the words that were being used back at that time. We now know that he's a mere mortal and he can fuck up like the rest of us. But back then he was considered beyond reproach. And yeah. so Fox folded on this. Like Fox gave ground and said, okay, well, here's 40 million. I'm guessing that amount because that's my vague recollection. I don't have it here in front of me. Make a film to continue the story, which they called Serenity based on the, sh- the ship's name. Mm-hmm. And 
I was, this is well before the countdown became a thing. Like we're talking 10 years before. Wayne and I went to this way advanced screening, like four or five months before it even came out, before the special effects were even released because I was on this Buffy board, which I've mentioned on the Buffy episode before. And so if you're on there, you were invited as a diehard fan to go to this screening and give some feedback so they could shape it. I mean, that's bullshit. They wouldn't shape fuck all. But it was really (laughs) exciting to be able to be going to that. And people were dressed up and... It was a full-on experience. It was kind of like going to the premiere of The Phantom Menace or whatever else. It's a big Star Wars film. And the film was incredible. It it was like a, the fastest-paced episode of this show ever. And it wrapped up and some of the big things they had set up in this 14 episodes, which would have taken four or five seasons to come out. But, of course, you couldn't do six seasons worth of TV show in a film. So, no. it was wonderful and it was exciting, but it didn't answer everything and it didn't make enough money so that was the end in 2005 that sucks we're going to talk about serenity at the end because i did watch it you need to stop burying the lead here ashley come on now hate it all right like it okay in the middle what's the story i watched the first three episodes with dan and we weren't really blown away by it and so I watched the rest on my own. But you watched them in order, right? Felt- you watched them in the right order. Yes, not- I watched good. it in the correct good. order. Okay. And then I would say around the Our Mrs. Reynolds episode, I think that's yes. like episode six. Six, spot on. Is when it really started like hitting its footing and really getting like off the ground for me. So then I watched the rest of the series and then I started it over again. And I watched the first three, I know the first five episodes again. Oh, wow. The first three episodes were much more improved after I kind of knew the characters better and kind of understood what was going on. There's a couple episodes in there that I fell asleep during. Yeah, look, they're not all, they're, they're not all great. Like anyone tells you the show is, is flawless, is, is talking out of their ass. Like any TV yeah. show, it has its, it has its low moments. But I really enjoyed the show. Yay! Thank God. I did. <laughs> I was preparing myself for a lost. No, light no. Moment. I actually, when I watched Serenity, I rated it on Letterboxd, and Dan was like, no, delete that. Let Paul suffer. <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> but we actually Fights rated Serenity Dan. the exact same. So I. There's a lot that I really like about the show. I wasn't expect. I don't know what I was expecting because I knew it was space sci-fi, but I was expecting more like a cowboy bebop, like Western themes, not straight up tombstone with spaceships. Okay. So like that was a little bit off-putting for me at first. And then there were some things that were unnatural to me, like them using all the different ways to get around not being able to swear on TV. <laughs> Chinese like, swear words. The Chinese felt Mandarin, weird. Yeah. Goram. Yeah, Goram was weird. Like, it just, it took me a little while to, you know, but it all had logical explanations. Yeah, like, so China, like, China and the US have become the dominant cultures and that's eventually what led the way into space. And so both their cultures have infused through through the, the world, the, the universe as they know it. Yeah. So it all makes perfect sense, and it just took me a little while to immerse myself fully in the world and kind of, like, go with it. But I was not expecting to see Christina Hendricks on the show, and I was not expecting to see her get knocked out. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> this show is not afraid to show men punching women, not slapping them, fucking straight up punching them. Uh, I think it was it's amazing. fair to say she deserved it. <laughs> she totally did. I'm Equal rights, equal fights, man. It's fine. I'm not at all offended by that. I actually found it somewhat refreshing. Nice. Not, hang on, that sounded wrong. You know what I mean? In the context of the story. 
listen, some bitches need to get hit. Not <laughs> if your life is in danger and it's your only way of saving yourself, don't let your freaking gentlemanly nature get you killed. I think that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so my notes on the first episode, I hate the fucking theme song. Oh, really? I really hate I don't the theme love song. it, but I, but it grew on me like what are some other examples? I would say like the Sopranos theme song I would never listen to ever again if not for the Sopranos. So there are certain theme songs that I really love because of the show, but if I heard them once, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed them that much. And, and Firefly is definitely one of those. Well, that being said, I only listened to it like twice because then after that I hated it and I just skipped through the intro, the song every time it was on. So maybe it would grow on me, but I don't need that. I'm sad now. Don't, <laughs> don't even. I'm giving a giant thumbs up to your favorite show instead of shitting on it. So don't worry about the theme song. Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> I will take you liking the show more than the theme song. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes, very much so. Dan actually pointed out that it's kind of like a reverse Star Trek, where Star Trek would be kind of like the Alliance going out and like terraforming and like doing space research. And that the Firefly crew is kind of the converse to that. Where they're trying to elude, like, the Alliance, I guess, and trying to kind of duck under things and yeah. hide, whereas the Star Trek was like, I don't know, the big dick out there. This this show has a lot in common with uh, an, an early, early uh, British sci-fi show called Blake Seven, which was about a disparate group of characters coming together on this superior alien ship and managing to elude the the authorities as they fought back is that they formed this resistance. So it's very similar in tone, except these guys aren't quite so organized. They're just trying to operate under the radar and they get dragged into misadventures they don't really want to be a part of. Yeah. There was, what was I going to say? Oh, so the first episode, you just jump right in and they're in the middle of this war. You have no idea what the fuck's going on or any like, idea of what how this all came to be so in the second episode gave a nice little recap or an overview of like what has happened to get us to this point it's the second episode like, that starts off with the battle of uh what's the is it the battle of serenity or the battle of i can't remember what it is where they lose and the, yeah the first episode starts off with the battle of serenity like you just jump into them okay. being in the middle of that serenity valley war and then after that it jumps to them being on the ship and like basically taking on uh travelers to make some money yep oh no and then they were like no it started went next to them like basically at some kind of like spaceship wreck and they were trying to steal stuff off of it and then the alliance shows up and they had to bolt that's it that's where it went to so like having no context as to who these people were or what the situation was that brought us to this war with fucking lasers and it was just a little bit hard to get into but watching it again after i knew the backstory it was much easier to get into it that makes sense it, look it does it does and sometimes especially in the first seasons of a tv show it takes a while for things to gel together and when you go back and look at it again you see what the the creative people behind it intended but whether it translates as well in that first viewing i guess that's part of what makes a pilot work or not work but again firefly wasn't afforded that opportunity to make a pilot work it didn't get to show its pilot until you know eight episodes in which is just utterly fucking ridiculous but there you go that's some straight up bullshit like it really is fox really screwed the pooch on this i one. feel like Joss they could have had a huge hit on their hands yep. 
And like it could have built over the years and it would have been a great fucking moneymaker. I feel like they fucked it up. Joss Whedon must have slept with some executive's daughter or some shit because there's no other explanation for why it was so derided and, and treated like such a cheap piece of trash. Well, I mean, it is very dark. I was not expecting some of the, the shit that happened and was shown to to go on. Like the Reavers, for instance. That's a really dark concept. But how awesome. Like Oh no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I fucking I love that the show is dark and it's like not just super surface and safe. I think it's fantastic. And they are s- But there is some really sh- scary shit on the show. Absolutely. These these Reavers, these these space pirates who have gone mad and whatever and, and eat people and, and do terrible things to them and uh and they just they they hang as this pall so no no pun intended over <laughs> the whole proceedings and whenever they're mentioned whenever it's like oh my god reavers like you don't really get a good look at them until the film serenity so oh there's one episode bushwhack oh, where one of them, they one come of them. yeah when they come across like a ship that had been attacked by reavers and there's that guy that fucking fucks his face up and starts killing people yeah that's true so that was a that was a good visual to be like no we're not just saying like they're scary like look they're scary yeah well because he's kind of i don't know if he's a survivor he's been converted or he's one of them and he's hot i can't remember that part but uh yeah they made him watch the them torture kill rape whatever the entire crew and he was just left there to go into madness on his own so he went batch insane and sort of became a reaver sort of so to speak on his own which is i guess how they recruit to their cause but yeah you're right but you get to see all their full glory in, in serenity and that's a great overriding mystery and that's what i really like about these these joss whedon shows he sets up these mysteries not just the reavers but also what about river what's her deal mm-hmm. right and then slowly dollies out information about them to keep you intrigued keep you going oh what's the next episode oh the blue-handed men what's that about you know all that kind of stuff and i don't think we ever really discover even after the film and this is one of the dangling mysteries why are they blue-handed men Oh, because they wear the blue gloves. Yeah, I know. I know, but but why do they wear blue gloves? That that's never explained. Oh. And I just thought it was because they're working in a lab and they have to like oh. not. If that's the case, why are they wandering the world? Like I can't remember what episode With the it gloves is. On, when, yeah. they, when they escape from the hospital and they're hunting them through the hospital, that episode which I won that one is. Um, um, Ariel. Is Ariel? I was desperate reading through episode this. nine. There you go, episode nine. It, it, there's no need. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Why are they wearing the blue hand? It's almost like there's something about them that makes them special. And if they take off those blue gloves, something that I'm sure would have been explained. Because why are you just walking through this bit wearing blue gloves? But yeah, maybe I'm reading. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe I'm no, reading too much into it. No, I don't think you are. I think I just glossed over it because, like she said, the two by two hands of blue, and then I saw them blue gloves. I was like, oh, I get it, cool. But I didn't think about the fact that like they were wearing them all the time yeah like i get it you're in a you're in an operating theater you wear you wear your um protective gloves and all the rest of it but why are they hunting them with guns in their hands with the blue gloves on it felt like there was more to it so i think i there think probably was. in the six seasons to come we would have seen that explored and eventually uh explained but mm. yeah because whedon's not one to just put things in for fun like there's always a reason yeah exactly he he's t- generally speaking Unlike, say, a Heroes, if we go back to that show, <laughs> and what's his name, Tim Kring, 
who clearly had a lot of great ideas and just threw them at the wall and then went, oh, fuck, I've backed myself into a corner here. Rider Strike obviously playing into that. But yeah, this Joss Whedon is someone who was a master of his craft and, and, and knew what he was doing in terms of setting things up to pay off later as evidenced by Buffy and then later Angel. Yeah, he does. I mean, actually, it's kind of funny. So I have my new setup here at the apartment and one of the things that I have on my wall over my desk is my signed picture of David Boreanaz and he's looking at me right now. Oh, say hello to him for me. <laughs> what up, Angel? <laughs> but yeah, no, Joss Whedon will... And like, with the Reavers, you know that they're a threat out there, but you don't ever expect to find out why it's just always... They got to the edge of space, saw what was there, and lost their minds. But then in the movie, it becomes... So, I don't, Just so perfectly explained and it makes sense and it just... It's so well done. The movie is incredible. and I don't know. Oh my God. The movie was nonstop from beginning to end. I fucking loved it. I don't know if you want to get to that now. We should talk about I don't care. some of the episodes. Let's, yeah, let's, let's save the Serenity right. movie for later. You're right. Because that is there's a reason it's, it's the climax, if you oh. will, of this particular uh, universe. Yeah, that was probably my favorite part about watching Firefly was watching that movie. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. Like, it's one of my favorite films of all time. It's in my top 40 films of all time for sure because of the love that this TV show built up and then to actually have a fan reaction, make a studio, especially fucking Fox studio, right? do something right and give it a chance. And it really irks me that the rest of the world didn't get behind enough and make it make you know, 200 million or whatever. And, and then Fox said, great, make another three seasons of the show, then we'll end it with a film. That's, so I have a question. Yeah. Sorry. So with Buffy, I know there's like comics and fan, not fanfic, but like there's an extended universe that's outside of yeah. the television Season series. Eight, nine, Is there anything least. like that for Firefly that like tells yeah, there the are, story of what was supposed to happen? Not not after the film or maybe there is after the film. I've never seen it. There's definitely comics that fill in bits and pieces in between the show. So you can find more than just what exists on your TV screen if you want to. But I, I'm not familiar enough to know whether they did take it beyond the beyond the film into more. I hope I hope not, because in some ways, when we get there, the the ending of the film it answers enough. It answers enough. Certainly answers River's story, and and ends a couple of characters in ways that are pretty final, <laughs> if I can put it you, that way. If we, oh, yeah, I was not expecting that. No, no one was. I've got a I've got a friend. He's a very good friend. Loves this show. If I bring it up in conversation, he will stop me because he's still traumatized by the death at the end of Serenity. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Dan knew it was happening. So he was like, he was, knew it was going to happen. So when I was watching it, he just looked at my face and waited for the shock. <laughs> I am so mean to me. A leaf on the wind. <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. So back to the show. What would be some of your favorite episodes? I think just off the top of your head. Absolutely. I mean, the first episode I think is very, very good. I think our Mrs. Reynolds, the one that you mentioned, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. and it's also the episode where I went from this is pretty cool to I dig this show. So it's funny. Me too. We had a very similar reaction there as well. And obviously not heard at all by Christina Hendricks in the role that she played. I really yeah. like uh Janestown as uh I like Adam Baldwin as Jane. I think he's a great foil for Malcolm Reynolds in not quite a directly antagonistic way, but there's enough to suggest that 
on his day, in the right moment, he might turn on everybody. And I like that part of his character. That's pretty cool. Uh, Out of Gas is... I love that one. That's my favorite episode. Yeah. uh, You get a lot of the backstory here. And now everybody... Everybody is a real living, breathing character by the end of Out of Gas. And so, and then Ariel, the one you mentioned before, where the blue-handed men come. And now you realize there's a lot more at stake here. And River is more than just a crazy person. She is the subject of experiments. And she has a purpose way greater than we have realized. So, I think that middle run of episodes is very, very strong. Not that there's anything wrong with most of the others. But once you get past that first... Oh, say episode two, three, four. After that, it gets better and better. Yeah, I really my our Mrs. Reynolds was like I said the turning point for me. Out of Gas is my favorite, and then Ariel is my second favorite. So, so that's pretty funny. So I, I had a Jamestown, but otherwise that's three of our three of the my favorite four are your favorite three. So there you go. Jamestown, I didn't get one thing, which was when they had they knew Jane knew that he was in trouble. Because he had like fucked over the magistrate and he was like trying to hide his face. But then when they saw the fucking statue of him and they saw how recognizable he would be to everybody, why the fuck did they keep him out there? I don't know. Like, why wouldn't they just put his ass back on the ship? Like, yo, you're going to make this uh, a little more difficult. Get the fuck back on the ship. That's a very good question. Can't answer it. But I mean, I, I guess they had to because then he gets recognized and they set up the whole distraction thing with Jane today. So maybe it was just they kind of had to. Or maybe they don't give a fuck about Jane because he's so willing to throw everybody under the bus. They're like, well, fuck you. We got to do what we got to do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't answer that question. I have to be honest. That's what we're going to go with. Okay. That was the only critique that I had of that episode. I was like, why the fuck is he still out here? Yeah, okay. Uh, th- out of gas. Go ahead. No. No, no, please. Out of gas is a good one to move <laughs> on to. That's the next episode after Janestown. Out of gas for me was like super fucking intense. It was there was so much tension with the three different storylines. Like you'd get a little bit of relief from the pressure of what's going on in the ship where Malcolm's all alone and the oxygen levels are depleting and everybody's trying to go for help. Yep. And like you keep getting cuts of before like right after the accident and everybody's getting ready to like figure out how to deal with it and then it would cut to him like shot for some reason trying to carry this part like it was just so much mystery and like it i was basically like clenched the entire time i was watching that episode i I, yeah i agree i think it's a a masterfully constructed episode and it does so much other than just be and you know mal's not gonna die they're not gonna kill their main character off at episode eight but still there's enough doubt there the way it's all constructed that when it, when the crew comes back to save him at the end, it's like, oh, there's such relief. And that's yeah. that's when I realized that that's really masterful writing. That one's written by Tim Minier, who was a who was a big creative force behind the show. So yeah, it's that's that's one of the one of the better ones. And this might be a good time to say that I don't talk about I mean, I do talk about my daughter on the show, but not on my show, but not a lot. And I probably, if you really are a fan of our show and you've listened hard, you might know my daughter's name. But my daughter's name is Kaylee. Aww. And she's named after Kaylee from this show. That's how much I love that this show. That is the cutest fucking thing. Oh, my God. My dog is named Anyang after Arrested Development, but Arrested Development shit the bed after three seasons. <laughs> well, at least I, I don't have to worry about Firefly shitting the bed. No, it's it's done. It's over. Which is, I'm very sad. I would be very interested to know 
what the storyline was going to be for the next six season and where they plan to take it. Oh, well, obviously Serenity, I think, condenses some of the big plot points of the next. Yes. Possibly all the way through to the end. I don't, I don't know. But like I said, I don't think we get enough of the answers about the Alliance. And not that they, not like, yes, they broadcast a big message out and the, the universe is going to rise up against the Alliance. But I think it would have played out in much more detail had we had a six more seasons. That might have been the end of season three or four or type thing. That's my guess. Oh, so good. Uh, with Ariel, there was a really, to me, a character moment that jumped out with Jane because he's basically, he's called in the Alliance on River and Simon. Yes. And then he's up there with them and he's doing, for lack of a better word, the MRI and seeing what exactly they've done to her brain and explaining it. And like, you're really getting an idea for how much these people have tortured this poor girl. I thought for sure Jane was going to back out of turning them over at that point. And be like, no, I got to help them. That motherfucker did not. He drove them right to where the Alliance was waiting for them. Yeah. And that's a, that's an interesting moment. Not so much for that part, for me, that the fact that, you know, Mal realizes what took place and doesn't, and, and he, you know, sets him up to die and makes him know that I could kill you at this point, but then lets him live, like doesn't follow through with it. And is that in keeping with Mal's character? Is that, or is that a new character beat where you realize that, that Mal's not a, is, not that he's all talk, but that he does have a heart, or or is it just he has an affection, particularly for Jane, which shines which shines through, ending his life. I don't know. It's a it's a interesting idea for me. I I think for me it's very similar to why he brought River back on the ship at the end of that episode. He just these people, for better or for worse, are his family, and he's not prepared to to sever ties with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you're right. They do operate largely as a family by the end, especially by the end. And that's, we haven't talked much about it, but the final episode, Objects in Space, that's the entire purpose of that episode is to show, is to make River an integral part of the crew. Up until that point, she's been a liability. She is this crazy, unpredictable handful. And Simon runs around trying his desperate best to keep her from upsetting everybody else, Jane obviously included. But yeah. here is the episode where, if not for her, they're all captured and turned over to the Alliance. But she's the one yeah. that defeats Jubal early and gives the ship back to everybody. And that's the point where Mal recognizes, hey, we need her. She's part of us. She's as good as we are in her own weird way. And then, of course, we see just how powerful she is in Serenity. Holy shit, dude. That's nuts. Uh, she... I did not like her very much at all during the series. She kind of reminded me a little bit of Juliet when Juliet was crazy on Buffy, where <laughs> yeah, she okay. just say fucking weird shit. You're like, okay, you're just the weird girl. But with Serenity, she actually became a character that I not only wasn't bothered by, but I actually was intrigued by. And and the rest of the time, like you said, she's just a liability. Yeah, and kick ass. Like I think kick ass. I think Summer Glau, if that's how you say her name, is a is. ballet dancer. And so they really use that to good effect in the action scenes, which are very well shot in Serenity and completely immersive. And you believe this little, what is she, five foot two, five foot three. Like 90 pounds, yeah, nothing 90, girl. 90 pound woman can kick the living fuck out of all these uh, soldiers who are much bigger than she is. That was some of the most gorgeous fight choreography I've ever seen in my life. So good. That, uh, and, oh my god! And you see there you, in that in that film because you know Joss Whedon had directed you know a lot of episodes of Buffy and this show and Angel and whatever else and 
but he, Serenity was when he sort of displayed his chops at action and more. And I'm sure that was a stepping stone towards him getting the Avengers and then Avengers Age of Ultron. And then obviously less said about Justice League, the better, but that's just because he inherited <laughs> Zack Snyder's shite. So, yeah. Yeah, we don't blame him for that. All right, so I've got Rivers, one of my least favorite characters. Who are some of your favorite and least favorite characters? Absolutely. My, one of my favorite characters is is Jane. I know it says maybe a little bit about me, but I, I just think Adam Baldwin's performance is, is perfect in this show. He's just this brute. He's, the, he's meant to be the quiet enforcer, but he's funny. I'll be in my bunk. You know, <laughs> with Vera, was, he's he's hilarious, <laughs> and he's also not all a good guy. I mean, none of them are good, a good guy or girls, Mm-mm. but he's particularly on the borderline, and I like that. I do like Mal. I think he's Nathan Fillion at his at his charismatic best. I think he's fantastic. He's excellent, and I really like Inara as well. Oh, sorry, and of course Wash. Inara and Wash are my other two favorite characters. Inara because she's apart from being smoking hot. I think. Oh my god! <laughs> I think she is a much deeper character than she's at first made out to be, and they're slowly teasing that out through the course of the series. And the will they, won't they romance between her and Mal is perfect. It's like the sitcomy element thrown in here, but not in as funny a way. Yet there are funny moments, and it just works wonderfully for the show. And because she's this companion, and I love the idea that in this world, companions are. Uh, sought revered. after. Yes, revered. That's the word. Thank you. And as opposed to being trodden on and sex workers who everyone sort of looks at contempt except when you want one. You know, so I, I think that's a fantastic change to this universe. And, it, and Marina Bracarin is just so gorgeous. She totally sells every element of that. And then... She is stunning. Mm-hmm. I cannot get over how gorgeous she is. Yeah, and I would love to have seen those two hook up properly. Yeah, because that's the idea, I'm glad right? They didn't. I know we but I'm no, glad not they in didn't. one season you can't, but like no, 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 no. Even with the movie, I like that they left it open because I feel like with a lot of shows, once you get the will they won't they and they get together, it's not as good. No, you're right, and I referred before to Brooklyn Nine Nine, and they didn't let that tease out too long, unlike something like say Cheers. But I think this show could have oh. had it run its full seven seasons. Yeah, we could have had another couple of seasons of the Will They Won't They until they finally did, and that would have been very you know cathartic and paid off for mine. And then finally, Wash Alan Tudyk, who is a comedic genius, and he just gives so much personality to Wash. And I like I like them all except yeah, I don't like Book as much, and Simon's a bit of a wet rag, but uh, they're all likable in their own in their own particular way. Well, no, I agree. I like. Hmm. Who's your favorites? Yes. Let's see. I like Wash. Hell I yeah. like Mal because how can you not like Mal? And Anara is intriguing. Anytime she was a part of the story, it was more interesting. And I don't know if that's to do with the character, the acting. She's just fun to look at. But I was, I really liked her input with a lot of parts. And like the one, there was this one episode. Where Mal, like it shows at the beginning, he's just sitting naked on a rock. Yeah. And then at the <laughs> and then at the end she's coming and she's like, I was supposed to be the backup plan. And he's like, No, you were you were always supposed to come here and rescue me. The end. Was that Jamestown? Was or was that of, no, sorry, No, Jane, that's the end of our Mrs. Reynolds. Our Mrs. Reynolds. It was Mrs. Reynolds. Okay. Was that, was that all was it that all trash? No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was the second episode Christina Hendricks was in. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. Trash. Trash. Yes. That's the one. 
The only thing I would felt was like a little bit weird about this series was there was three characters that became recurring characters, but they it felt a little soon. Like they brought back Christina Hendricks for a second episode. They brought back I love Mark Shepard. Yep. He was uh Supernatu- Badger or whatever. Yeah, I think it's Badger, yeah. Supernatural dude, whatever his name is. In I that love. Show. There's a lot of these people have been on an episode of Supernatural, by the way. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. And then um, what was the the torture guy's name? Like n- started with an N. Niska. N- Niska. Yeah, they brought him back from the train job, and then he came into that. So I felt like it was a little bit redundant to have these people on for two episodes in a 14 episode series but it didn't take anything away it was just a little bit weird okay well whereas i like the throwbacks i think throwbacks are really important in a tv show like let's reward people who are watching all the way through and and make this universe feel more lived in not that they're running into different people all the time but there are some recurring characters so uh, I mean, I get what you're sort of saying that it's a it's a whole universe, and why is just these three coming back again? But uh, as, to try and make it more familiar, I kind of understand where why they made that decision. I mean, I liked all of the episodes that had them back in it. I love Mark Shepard so much, and one of my favorite parts of the shows was when they were all trying to like break out of the ship and go rescue Mal, and then they suddenly come across River, and they're like, "Oh no, she's gonna fuck this up," and she starts speaking Cockney to Mark Shepard and talking <laughs> shit to him. <laughs> It was amazing. He's like, I think I love her. Yeah, he's he's great. He's he's such a charismatic guy himself, especially as a bad guy, sort of, or a, a quasi bad guy. I think maybe is a better way of putting it. He's always he's like kind of Jane, where he's always kind of straddling the line. Like he'll do the right thing or the wrong thing depending on what suits him best. Yeah, I, I think I first saw him in Battlestar Galactica, and then in supernatural and then or no maybe this show was first but i didn't see yeah him in, uh, anyway point of being once he came on supernatural i was very familiar with him and i like him a lot i love him um let's see zoe i feel like is kind of a take it or leave it character for me i don't really care too much about zoe either way she's she's a great second because she's always got his back but i didn't feel like she had a lot of dynamicness to her personality. I think she's well cast by played by Gina Torres, and because she's such a, for want of a better word, she's such an Amazonian woman. She's so mm-hmm. large and powerful, and I, and it's totally believable she'll kick anybody's ass, including Jane's, in the right moment. Oh so yeah, I think that's good. But she does sort of play second fiddle to Mal, and then second fiddle to Wash. So I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, Kaylee was cute. She was very cute. I liked when they were doing an out of gas, when they showed how she became the fucking engineer on the, on yep. the or mechanic. It was really funny. And I also like... They basically... Sorry, sorry. My apologies. No, no. You go ahead. I was going to say, you're absolutely right. But I also really like the fact that she was totally into Simon because he's so pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's just very cute and endearing. And I like her a lot but not enough to, like, put her first. I felt bad for her with the whole Simon thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine had the show gone on long enough that eventually he would have reciprocated interest because, you know, she's a very pretty girl and very smart and probably would have saved his life many times over and he would have realised, hell, what am I thinking? But we never got there in the show. No. I was... The only mystery that I felt like was left unanswered in the movie was like what was book's backstory because they allude a couple times to like he's he's not just a shepherd yeah like he was definitely doing something before he became a shepherd that's very intriguing 
Yeah, I wonder if that was ever explored in comics or whatever, but you're right. Like, they kind of just skip away. He's not with them or whatever in Serenity. And, of course, you know, he meets his fate in the film. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I get his purpose in the show. He's the moral compass. He's the one that centers them. He's the one that stops them from becoming complete outlaws. I didn't like him as much as much as Ron Glass, the guy who played him, played him very well. Yeah, I, I'll back that. Let me see. Who else is on the fucking show? I think, I think that covers about everybody. Yeah, I think we yeah, touched Simon, on everyone. Simon and River are okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is there anything about the show that you would change other than <laughs> the way letting it air its full run? Yeah, obviously I would. That's that's the easy thing. And it's hard to know what to change because we didn't get enough of it. That's the mm-hmm. real shame of this show. Like the the t- the movie is a great kind of amalgamation of what might have been but I, I just can't imagine or i sorry i would like to imagine that had it been allowed to breathe and live over the course of six more seasons it would have been so much more Im- impressive and impactful again it might not have had the highest budget it might not have looked as good as those big battles at the towards the end of the film did on the big screen but i just think had you grown to love those characters more like you and nick talked about recently on the the breaking bad episode imagine following these characters for 60 episodes rather than 14 i just think some of the the moments as they played out would have had so much more of an impact and that's the real tragedy of firefly as far as i'm concerned no you're 100 percent right the only thing that i would have changed is in the last episode there's some things that don't make sense to me Far like away, please. The, well, first of all, so you've got dude's ship. He's like sneaking onto Serenity, but they're both just sitting still in space for some reason, which is weird. And then somehow he just like is able to drop onto their ship like it's not zero gravity and then gets into Serenity. Like, do they not have those doors locked? Can people just like jump in other people's ships yeah, from outer space? that does seem a bit weird. Like that doesn't... But then it got really creepy because like... He's asking Kaylee, have you ever been raped and like horrible stuff like just there's a I have a few notes about like how dark this fucking show is. But I feel like aside from stupid little things that don't really matter, the show did everything really fucking well. I'm not going to argue with that. I reckon you have nailed it, Ashley. Yay. Also, I didn't realize how scared I was of space until I watched this show. You've never seen Gravity? I saw it, but it didn't impact me as much as this show. Like, you are one... There's a million things that have to go right and one thing that has to go wrong for you to die in space. Yep, that's about right. Fuck that shit. Why would you? Why would you? You could not pay me enough for me to go into space. That's horrifying. Like, when they talk about what happens to your body if you go out into space without a protective suit, like... (laughs) No. (laughs) And then I watched freaking Empire Strikes Back and Han and them are going out into space with just a fucking oxygen mask on. Like, that's not how space works. <laughs> Did laugh at that when I space heard you talk scary. about Space is scary. You need to be fully well, I was bothered because I'm watching, I'm watching Firefly as I'm watching this and I'm understanding more about space and then I'm watching this bullshit. I'm like, that's not real. What is going on? Oh, my God. All right, I guess it's now time to talk about the Serenity movie. Yes, we should. This movie is action-packed and enthralling from beginning to end. No arguments. I just think... I think maybe Joss Whedon saw the writing on the wall and he just said, let's just give... I'll just say 100 minutes worth 
and let's just answer as much as we can and give the fans what they want and then also fuck them really hard by killing Wash. Man, that was... I was not expecting that in any way. Like, Book dying, whatever. Like, he's basically off to the sidelines the entire movie, so it didn't have that much of an impact. But then Wash gets them through all this shit. First of all, they set up everything beautifully with this movie and then they come through the clouds with all the fucking reavers chasing them they all battle the alliance people and they fucking make it through all of that only for wash to fucking die right then what the fuck oh yep like i'm a leaf on the wind there's this t-shirts there's t-shirts with that quote are there with that quote and like what looks like obviously a 2d version of a 3d log <laughs> what do you call it oh my God. bursting through his the t-shirt where his chest <gasps> No, that's terrible. Yeah, I agree. It's too soon. That's not funny. That's terrifying. Or too soon if you just watched it for the rest of us. Yeah, I did just watch it last (laughs) week. I'm still a little like raw from that. And and Joss Whedon said, look, it was very deliberate. I chose to kill off one of the most loved characters because I wanted the audience to think everybody could die here. And like when Simon got shot, I thought he was dead. And I can't remember if it was River yeah, yeah. who also got shot. I thought she was dead. I honestly thought, geez, he's, he's going to wipe them all out. A la the show I referenced earlier, Blake Seven, which literally at the end of its last episode killed every major character. That's what I expected to happen was like at the end when he's getting the things uploaded, I thought for sure the Reaver's going to come in, kill them all. Mal gets it uploaded, but then he dies. And then that was the end of it. They got the message out. They survived. They like met their goal, but they didn't survive to see it done well i'm glad that's what i thought was gonna happen i'm glad it didn't go that way that would have been too dark even for this show uh but but at the same time you could kind of tell that uh, i'm sure joss whedon was hopeful as they were filming it there would be another film but history tells us you could kind of tell it was the end yeah like he was making sure it was wrapped up nice and tidy so that nobody would feel wanting yeah i agree it's uh yeah and I may have implied before that Ron Glass is dead. He's not. He's alive and well. I <laughs> just had a look. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Glass. You look great with cornrows, buddy. Yeah. I just think the explanation for the Reavers was excellent. I think those big battles towards the end of the film was fantastic. And then, yeah, I, I love the shit out of Serenity. I'll give it a plug. I bought it on 4K and I do love it on that format as well. It's so good. I even like the Reaver chase at the beginning. You were talking about the action sequences. The Reavers chasing them at the beginning when fucking Jane got shot through the leg with the harpoon and they're trying to pull him. <laughs> like that was a fucking intense. And then they had to like do an about face and like get onto the ship backwards kind of like while moving. Yes. There was a lot of there was a lot of cool shit and a lot of really fun moments that kept you on the edge of your seat the entire movie for me. It's just great. That whole Miranda Planet like situation was really fucked up. The guy with the, was the guy really with smart. the what do you call it? Um, the android or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They killed me, Mel. They killed me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a. It was I didn't expect the movie to be that good, at all. I'm glad. And I think I liked the movie better than I liked the series. Yeah, look, I think the the movie outstrips the series in every way, shape, or form. As you would expect, a, a film of how much bigger budget it had, with the same creative team and the same acting team behind it, it should be better, and it and it is. Uh, I just I just wish, like I said, it had more room to breathe and and be better again. 
Yeah, I can see that it would have been incredible. And it wasn't. It's a little bit of a shame. So it's so great to be able to sit here and, and you know, for more than an hour talk with you about this show. Gee, or not quite yet, but 20 years almost after the fact and 15 years after Serenity was released. So I just, yeah, it's it's such a thrill to be able to sit and talk about this with you, Ashley. So thank you for uh, giving me the invite today to, to to do this with you. I would never record this show with anybody else for Firefly. Yay! Just so you know. All right. So as is, I guess, typical or routine for the end of my show, it is time for Mary Bang Kill. All right. And I think that ours are going to be similar, but I'm curious to hear yours. Let's find out then, shall we? So so you want me to go first? Yes, so, please. Shall we? Let's go with Kill first. Is that all right? Okay. Yep. I find Kill the least interesting of, of three, have to be honest. My Kill, I'm going to I'm gonna stick to the main cast except with one. So I'm going to allow okay. myself to, to, to dive away. It would be easy to say I'm going to kill... You know, one of the men in blue hands, or I'm going to kill Badger. No, that's unfair. I'm going to, I'm going to kill Simon. I just, oh, yeah. that's not my same one. Okay. Yeah, I just think Simon's a bit meh and totally unnecessary. And I think he's, though, with all good intentions, he's holding his sister back from reaching her potential. And even though it may not be what the the alliance want her potential to be, if she at least becomes the killing machine she's meant to be, she might help potentially save the crew and she as she eventually does in the film so yeah I, I think he's a bit of a wet rag compared to the rest of the characters so simon is okay. my choice all right i initially was going to kill river before i saw the serenity movie fair enough but now i'm killing book yep that was my, because, that was my other choice yeah that's what i expected you to say but he's just he gives a little bit of intrigue. He gives a little bit of morality, but he's not really doing nearly enough to keep himself alive in my book. Yep. And that's why he's largely, <laughs> that's why he's largely <laughs> sidelined in the film. He's only in a couple of bits of it really. And, and then meets his ultimate fate. So yeah. All right. I get that one. Uh, okay. Bang. Hold on to your hat here, because I'm I'm going with Saffron or Mrs. Reynolds, if you prefer. Okay. Christina Hendricks. Okay, no, I, that totally makes sense. She's a knockout, dude. Who wouldn't want to lay with Christina Hendricks if you're at all attracted to the female form? I mean, come on. I'm not attracted to women, but my bang is also a woman, and it's Anara, because you know she's good. Oh, yeah. Well, better than good. Obviously. She's the best. <laughs> And she's just stunning to look at. Yep. Like, I don't want her to talk. Just lay there and be beautiful. I'm sure if you asked her, that's exactly what she would therefore do. Because sure given she her, would. given her role. But uh, <laughs> but I have to I have to disagree with you on that because I would want to marry Inara because she's so much oh. more than just a companion and the best that money can buy in the sleeping department. She's incredibly intelligent. She is her more accomplished than any person I know is, including myself, she would be everything you'd want to spend the rest of your life with, I believe. Other than my fiance, just in case she listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> nice recovery. Thanks. Good job. <laughs> well, my Mary, because I don't know. I, I'm going to marry Mal because I Fair feel enough. like he's one of those people. He's like, he, in 
the time that it needs to be done. He's going to make the right decision, not the selfish decision. He's funny. He's smart ass. He's brave. He's all the things that you would look for in a mate. Yep, can't knock it. And he's a little bit dumb too. If I, well, like he, <laughs> in a fun way, like he would let me argue him into submission. I have to now. I have to ask: Does Dan let you argue him into submission? Sometimes, sometimes I'm I'm able to win, but sometimes I just outweigh him. Uh, I just wait for him to calm down, and then he's fine. Okay. <laughs> There we are. Insight into Dan and Ashley's relationship. Your welcome world. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, I love you to pieces. I'm so love glad we too. get to have this chat. This has been awesome. It's been so much fun. Thank you again for inviting me on. And I know we haven't done, like I said, an hour and 53 minutes like you and Nick did for Breaking Bad. But I think proportionally you'll find that talking for an hour and 10, 12, whatever this ends up being, minutes is more than talking about 60 episodes or 62 episodes of Breaking Bad. Yes. So, Nick, lift your game next time, buddy. You need to talk more. <laughs> Challenge thrown down. <laughs> oh, my God. The next time Nick and I have a freaking episode, you better be prepared for multiple parts. I think you should uh, do another Lost and let Nick try to convince you of how good Lost is. I am not watching Lost again. <laughs> I like. I still maintain I like the first two seasons, but then it went way fucking downhill after that, and I'm not into it. Yeah, I know. Fuck lost. I know. <laughs> See, this wasn't a lost episode. Aren't you happy? Yeah, well, sort of, but I like lost, and I'm on Nick's side of things, Ugh. generally speaking, but I'm not as offended by your hatred as Nick and Justin were, so... I mean, that was just hilarious because it was my first real episode with like other guests and I just shit all over the beloved <laughs> show. That was, I didn't. It was very funny. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> and I'm glad we've called back now, what, two, three years later, because I think that's important too. <laughs> I feel like almost every episode of Rabbit Ears I do mentions Lost at some point. I kind of like that. But yeah. Anyways, everybody, thank you for tuning well, tuning in, listening, whatever you call it when you listen to podcast episodes. And we will see you next time. Next week, we're going to be doing, or not next week, next month will be me and Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast talking about the TV show Party Down, which most people have never heard of. Clearly so if you, would like, if you would like to watch it so then you can listen, it's on Hulu. That's it. Paul, I love you very much. Love you, you too, Have a wonderful Ashley. day, and hopefully everything gets contained with corona and we don't all die. Yep, I would second that 100%, and then maybe I will actually get married and whatever, eventually have a honeymoon too. But I mean, you can still get married, but you don't necessarily get to have a wedding. In front of people, yes. yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we might just postpone and wait for that moment, but more importantly, if uh, anyone is afflicted and listening to this, I hope you get better real soon, and uh, you can listen to all the other back episodes of Rabbit Ears and, you know, maybe... And Countdown. And go, go on and listen to the Countdown as well. If you're not already listening to them, do yourself a favor. Listen. <laughs> Unless you're easily offended, <laughs> in which case you probably wouldn't listen to this. So there you go. Ooh. Yeah, don't. Yeah. We're very similar ilk. Don't even try Countdown if you're offended by anything that I've said because Wayne has got me beat tenfold. Well, that is correct. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you and good night. See ya. <laughs>